0: My name is Spencer Strykert. I am one of your hosts.
1: I am Aaron Walsh. I am also one of your hosts.
0: <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. This is uh, this is our very first podcast. Uh, we have been wanting to do this podcast for almost a year now, mm-hmm. and we finally sat down and decided to do it because. Uh, we figured, as a comedian and actor, and uh, as an actor mm-hmm. and uh, forklift operator, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. we former, actually <laughs> former, uh, we're perfectly qualified to discuss music yes. and to critique music in a way where, uh, you know, we we really we really know what we're talking about.
1: We're bringing in the expertise. We're bringing
0: in that expertise, that level that nobody else has in the music podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, do you play any instruments? Uh, I I can play things well? No. <laughs> <laughs> me, neither. <laughs> me neither. I I used to play my mom forced me to play piano when I was mm. a kid. Mm. And that didn't go well. Uh I did that for like 3 years and I I don't remember any of it. And then I played banjo for a little bit. Nice. Uh still don't remember any of it. I sold my banjo a few years ago actually. I was really poor and I had to <laughs> pawn it off so that I could eat. I took I took
1: band in junior high school and I was relegated to the xylophone. Oh, God. And the timpani. The timpani and percussion. Yeah, that. It was enjoyable.
0: So, I didn't realize that the xylophone was an actual real instrument. It is. I thought that it was just a kid's toy. I also
1: played handbells, too, which is very strange. <laughs> like the Christmas handbells with the chimes. Yeah, you know, I'm very musically talented. Um, <laughs> in a large group, we all played handbells and like just outside of edmonton it was a very niche thing we were doing that's mm-hmm.
0: uh yeah uh, very handy though <laughs> mm-hmm. i hated that too no i <laughs> that deserved what it deserved um uh for everybody that can't see uh behind the camera we got uh sam sam the tech man uh-huh. he's our producer and uh yeah we're gonna be each week we're basically going to sit down and discuss an album uh it'll either be one of our favorites or like a popular one yep Uh, We really want to just use... Big names that get googled a lot, mm-hmm. so that this podcast shows up in the algorithm. Exactly, that's literally, <laughs> that's literally the main
1: focus. <laughs> that's um, <laughs> I just want to get famous. Actually, that's I, the whole point. That's
0: literally all I want. Is I want this to rocket me into stardom. And Spencer,
1: I, Spencer is a fame whore. To be fair, I am
0: a fame whore. I I mm-hmm. will absolutely not deny that. TV Spencer
1: striker TV Spencer Stryker. TV right Spencer Stryker. Yes.
0: I used to. Well, okay, so if, I guess we should probably give some context as to who who how yeah, we know each other and how we met. Yeah, we yeah. met.
1: Um, in acting school, believe it or not Yeah, we're both uh, theater school dropouts Yes, it would have been like five or six years ago We met, that's yeah. also where I met Sam Sam the Tech Man
0: Yeah, the, Sam Sam the Tech Man Uh a film school dropout He's a, a film, film school, school dropout out. And we're all getting together as failures To create something <laughs> magical for all of you <laughs> Exactly,
1: exactly But we've known each other like five or six years now We've done lots of different projects together We lived together Yeah, we lived together we at live one together. point in Toronto Yeah, yeah there,
0: was, there was a solid Four or five months where we lived together. We were roommates. We were roommates. And we fought roommates. raccoons. We, we lived right raccoons. beside a rub and tug. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bedroom shared a wall with the rub and tug. It's a fact. And I could hear old men coming at all hours. It was really <laughs> I, gross. I didn't
1: hear any of that stuff. I just heard Spencer coming. I yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the old men coming. It was honestly, they harmonized each other in the come.
0: You got to synchronize your, you got to be in sync with your <laughs> orgasms. Okay. Like, uh, old men coming. Nothing gets me off
1: quicker. Mm. But while we were living together, we both got super into records. We used to, you know, slap the bong, play some Mario Kart, listen yep. to our favorite records. We go to the record store, Cops Records, downtown Toronto, yep. buy records together. Spencer has a wicked collection. Yeah, um, I got
0: I got like three hundred vinyls. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and a lot a lot that my family has given me since I started collecting because both my grandparents were like have our whole collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of really weird Finnish music. Nice. Yeah, yeah some, you like him, don't you? I, I do like him. <laughs> I, I got a heartogram tattoo. That's how you know <laughs> I'm like a douchebag. Um, spe-
1: <laughs> also, Sam also has quite the... The extensive record collection as well, which is nice. Um, I used to collect records. I gave them all to my brother for Christmas. I had not, I didn't have a Christmas gift to give him, so I gave him like twenty of my records, and I kept I kept some of them. But it was a great Christmas for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of Kanye on vinyl, which is nice.
0: That's fucking hilarious. Because when we were living together, you really got me back into Kanye. Mm-hmm. That was that was one thing. I did not uh I I was obviously like big in Kanye during like the the you know uh graduation years mm. you know uh not my own graduation years uh like I was in grade 7 when that came out but
1: Believe it or not, I am like one of a few suburban white guys that love Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know, I know, it's not like you know a common thing, but I'm one yeah, of you an one an of anomaly. few. Yeah, you I'm an, really anomaly. an anomaly. I am. I am unique. I am special. Um,
0: <laughs> so one thing that when we lived together, there there was also a bookstore that also sold vinyl, mm-hmm. and this is just a really like this 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 will help you understand our relationship. We went to go see a movie one day. It was fucking terrible. Uh, That was the... the, uh, First first man. First man, yeah. Yeah. That was really long and boring. Um, When we were leaving our apartment, though, our neighbors were fighting. (laughs) And, like, fighting as in, like, screaming at each other in the alley behind Mm -hmm. our apartment. And they were like... uh, He was like... Just let me fucking go. And she was like, no. And she's, like, grabbing onto the door, and he keeps slamming it on her. She was
1: holding on to the car window, and he was rolling up and down the the (laughs) window, like, let go of the car. And she laid across the hood. And this is, like, a weekly occurrence. They had one of these, like, you know... Breakup type fights You think would actually End a relationship But they'd be back together Like a couple hours later And it
0: would be like It would be like A Thursday afternoon too It, it was never It was never at a time Where you would think People would no. be fighting like that Like it was like And and there's businesses All along that street too <laughs> yeah. like, like nobody called the cops ever, No uh, Us included Because we were kind of Fucking scared of the guy <laughs> Yeah he was scary He was really uh, scary uh,
1: Anyway so we went And saw this fucking movie <laughs> And we went to the record store And they were arguing When we left And like fucking Like four and a half hours later we come back and they're still, they're still arguing <laughs> still he fine. starts throwing
0: her laptop oh on the my ground. God. it was fucked but when we were at the record store though uh one of the one of the funniest things was uh there was this girl that uh came up and i was sc- like you know just going through records and she comes up to me and she starts talking to me and i am so oblivious to the fact that she's definitely hitting on me mm-hmm. and aaron's like Yo, that girl's cute. What, what Did you get her number? I was like, no, no. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to go back and get her number. So I go back in and I was like, hey, uh, can I get your number? I think you're cute. And then she was like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Do not. Don't talk to me.
1: And, uh, you know, it was a setup. <laughs> it was a setup. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, like you're as men, you don't really get walked up and hit on like at all, especially men that look like us. It doesn't really happen. Yeah, no. Um, like we're get to know you people. hundred percent. hundred
0: And a lot of times people get to know us and then do not like us. <laughs> also true.
1: Also true.
0: Except for you, our lovely viewers and fans. Yes. Please yes. help me sell out <laughs> all theaters.
1: <laughs> all like t- two of them
0: right now. <laughs> me and
1: you. Me and you are getting the views right now. Anyways, that's Enough about me and Spencer. All right,
0: so we gotta we got cheers first to yes. uh, start off the first uh, first episode of the pod. We are drinking Sam. Gis. Cheers to Sam, Sam the Tech Man. Yeah. Mm, tastes right. like Ireland. So, the very first album that we are going to be covering is Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the U.S.A." <laughs>
1: As you can tell, that is not born
0: in the USA. I did not have born in the USA on vinyl. I didn't know that Sam, Sam the Tech Man, had it on vinyl.
1: So <laughs> it's also not in our budget to buy records. Yeah,
0: we we are not uh, able to afford anything right mm. now. Um, that's why we're doing this in my living room.
1: Also, you can see me in the back alley of our wonderful studio giving <laughs> hand jobs, five bucks apiece. <laughs> support ourselves. That's how we're. That's how we're moving forward here in the future. Anyways, born in the USA. Born in
0: the USA. So born in the USA. Obviously. It's it's, uh, it's one of the most iconic albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the sounds of the 80s.
1: Definitely. It's, it kind of epitomizes the sound of the 80s. There's lots of synth. There's heavy guitar. There's saxophone. Saxophone. Tons sax- of sax.
0: Saxophone makes everything better, I mm-hmm. will say. I, I, I'm yet to hear a song that the saxophone has not made better. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it really is an album that, I guess, everyone knows it because even if you just see the album art you know exactly who it is you know the album name like even if you're somebody that is completely oblivious to music i mean it's sold 30 million copies worldwide uh one of the most successful albums of all time and
1: a good chunk of his most popular singles come off this album yeah which is like a big thing like there's like probably i don't know like 7 or 8 of the big his biggest songs like if you go his top 15 biggest songs 7 or 8 of them are on this album yeah um and it like when you think of bruce springsteen you think of this album you think of this sound you know this time period um you know this was his peak of his powers i guess um it
0: was really when uh when he he got the final gem for his you know infinity glove mm. and just like brought it all together and when he did Heartland rock got invented. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I love this album. I don't like Heartland rock.
1: No, I like there's a couple songs, obviously that are really enjoyable. Um, like, you know, free Fallen is great. Oh, fuck off! Uh, <laughs> you know, Jack and Diane brilliant song. Chucking on, you know what I, on
0: till the dogs outside the taste of tree. I hate this so much. Cause you know how much I hate. John <laughs> I Cougar we, talk Mellencamp. About, we talked about this before. And, and like, okay, here's, here's the problem that I have. Like John Cougar, Mellencamp or John Mellencamp or John Cougar, whatever the fuck he's going by nowadays. Mm-hmm. Cause he changes his name every like four fucking years. Um, every song that he does sounds the same and is awful Mm. and Free Falling and Jack and Diane are the exact same (laughs) song and I don't even care which one came first neither of them should ever play that song again ever mm-hmm
1: well, Tom Petty can't cuz he's dead. So <laughs> Tom, Tom Petty cannot sing that song anymore. Um, anyways, thank Bruce, God. Bruce Springsteen is a pillar stone in Heartland Rock. He's um,
0: he's honestly like yeah, and 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 honestly, Springsteen uh up until this point like he had had commercial success, but this was the thing that set him over the edge. Well,
1: he went for a more more commercial sound on this album as well like his his sound certainly shifted especially from Nebraska if you're familiar with Nebraska it's very folk which heavy which i think is the best it's, springsteen album it is one of his best no doubt like um but this one is a bit of a veer away from that sound that he was he was um, dealing with even though he recorded a good chunk of the so- the songs on Born in the USA at the same time he was recording Nebraska. This album was like a four year recording process um, for him. So a lot of the songs were meant to be on Nebraska. Like Born in the USA uh, was an original, um, originally for Nebraska. It was an acoustic. The song structure was completely dif- different. You know, the melody was different. Um, so he didn't end up using it, and then he used it on Born in the USA title track. Completely changed the sound. And it's uh, it's interesting how he reinvented his his sound that way um, in between like a span of two years um, and all these songs were written and recorded in the same time. So
0: which is really crazy because they like if you look lyrically, they are very similar in a lot of ways. Mm mm-hmm. um, I think what's really funny, though, is like the the complete shift in tone between Nebraska and Born in the USA. But there was also a huge shift in tone between the river and Nebraska. Yeah, because the river like I would say like everything from, uh, you know, Born to Run to to the river was basically the same sound. Like Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of reinventing done there. He recorded a lot of albums like all at the same time and then just backlogged shit. And Nebraska was, you know, this weird folk. Like, it, like it was, it was folk rock. It was, yeah. it was probably one of the like, it it was very Bob Dylan esque in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and especially with like how he was talking about a lot of these issues. But then, yeah, Born in the USA comes out and it's basically pop rock.
1: Yeah, and one thing I found interesting, I was reading about, um, you know, his sound. A lot of it was, um, Stevie Van Zandt was saying, hey, like lighten up bro like you know you're fucking a little too heavy all the time so he still sings about all these heavy topics like especially on the title track um you know it's it's a weird song because it's this light um sound you know it seems very patriotic but it's a song about you know how they treat vietnam war veterans how like it was an anti-war song it's a you know a commentary on society in america but it's also like you know something you can dance to which is very interesting um you know it's like got tons of radio play but that's a part of it his sound he kept you know the the meaning of his lyrics that's across you know all of his albums before this the the complex themes the you know talk of america in life and you know the working man but he made it poppy and dancey and enjoyable on this album, like for the the mainstream audience. Um,
0: well, and one of the things I think that is most important to know about Bruce Springsteen is that he is a lyricist first. Like he, mm. he really could have been an amazing poet or writer, like because uh, there's, there's uh, a quote that I found that said Springsteen often adds more words into Single songs of his than most artists do in their entire album, mm-hmm. and you can see that there's a lot of words that are repeated. My God, uh, I'm, I'm my, on hometown. <laughs> my hometown, my hometown, my hometown is my hometown. It's your hometown. It's our hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I lost Pumper. my job down at the docks, now but I'm sticking around. Now I work at the car wash. <laughs>
1: It's like a lot of his shit A lot of the stuff he's talking about is like It's super funny when you listen to it Compared to like modern music Like it's not laced in metaphor at all no. Like all of it is like literally like He's listing things that happened to him. He's like I got a good girl I got a good, a good job And then I got laid off Now I'm like you know work at the docks and and he, also,
0: he also has this like Like okay you've seen the Irishman right mm-hmm. So it, it, it sounds a lot like uh, he He's very pro mob mm-hmm. Like in a lot of his songs He's like Got a good job down in the union. <laughs> he loves Gonna unions. Go out in the
1: union. Like, I think he needs to write a song for Amazon. <laughs> <Like> the, <laughs> all the Amazon workers, like a pro-union song. You guys need to get a union so that you can pee when you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, does this, um, you know, these American themes he sings about, like, being able to piss at work. It's just, like, you know, really hits the nail on the cop. No, he, uh, like I said, he, he sings about Common things, which is why people, you know, find his music, I think, super relatable. Yeah. Um, he's he, like the whole album is just reeks of America, like from the cover where the American flags in the background. Oh, yeah. He's got the. Well, well we learned something today, actually. Yeah. It's not, a bandana, it's in not his, a bandana in his ass cheeks. It's actually a hat. It is a hat. Yeah. I thought it was a bandana for all this time. It is a time. red
0: tattered ball cap.
1: Yeah. I thought he was like signaling to like the gays walking around.
0: Also, <laughs> he's got like doing the signaling <laughs> thing. But <laughs> I also didn't know, though. Why? You would put a ball cap in your back pocket.
1: No, but that's a that's an American thing.
0: We don't do that in Canada. Yeah, I mean, we put them on our head.
1: We don't have ass hats in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> that's not something we do.
0: Well, that's because we uh, don't have shit for brains. No. Oh. oh, sorry, uh, edit that.
1: Edit Sam. Sam, the tech uh. man. We don't <laughs> <our>, want <we> <laughs> our, our, our large American audience to be disappointed in us. Yeah, um. especially
0: when we're starting off this episode with Born in the USA. And yeah. We know that we're going to get a lot of clicks from people that think that we're going to be all like patriotic.
1: I love America.
0: I America is great. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, Where are we on our list? So I want to I want to go back into a little bit here. So a little bit about Bruce Springsteen. Um, he was born in 1949 in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. His dad was a bus driver. Had a lot of mental illnesses. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, had a lot of mental illnesses. He was in and out of institutions at various points. Mm. Uh, his mom was a uh, like legal secretary. So she was the main breadwinner in the family. Nice. And uh so he was born in Jersey. Uh Ray is super Catholic too. Uh and when I was doing some research on him for this pod, turns out his political ideologies do not have as much influence on his music as his religion does.
1: I didn't I didn't know that. I don't even know if I picked up on that either.
0: I didn't either. I mean, maybe if you think about all of his songs though, maybe he's talking about like instead of like having regular sex is talking about butt sex. Mm.
1: <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I took this girl down <laughs> on the docks.
0: I stuck it in her two buttocks. <laughs> she has two buttocks. Okay. two buttocks. I'm putting a
1: leash on Spencer from now on. We're <laughs> fucking No more singing, Spencer. You're not allowed to sing anymore.
0: Yeah. Um okay so so uh uh, back to Springsteen, uh, 1964, mm. started his first band. It was called The Rogues. Nice. He was still in high school at that time. They played around New Jersey. And then he graduated high school in 1967. Uh, he didn't show up to his graduation ceremony. Mm. He, he, He's very Springsteen-like. Yeah, he was like, I don't need to do that. He
1: was probably already working his union job. He couldn't get the, <laughs> couldn't get the days off to go to his high school graduation. That's probably why.
0: He was... Yeah, he was he was he was too busy like loading fucking ships. Yeah, he was like he was <laughs>
1: stacking crates.
0: I'm a longshoreman down on the docks. <laughs> no, Spencer, no more singing.
1: <laughs> Anyways, continue. Get through. Can you can you get through your point without singing like, t- like twelve times? <laughs> I don't think I can. No, I,
0: I cannot promise. I'll try mm-hmm. my best. So so, uh, 1967. He uh, graduates high school. Doesn't show up to the ceremony. He goes to college temporarily. Drops out right In away. There. Been there. We get it. Uh, So, you know, if you really think about it, we are exactly like Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Uh, Then he got drafted for the Vietnam War. But he did not pass the physical. I would
1: also not pass the physical. So I relate to Bruce Springsteen more. You fucking give me to run a mile? Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. like I have to. You have to carry somebody. Who the fuck is gonna carry me? Uh, So I will not pass. I would not pass the uh, Vietnam War. You know who would
0: carry you, Forrest Gump?
1: Mm, He probably could. Yeah. He'd just pick you up.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna run you. Okay,
1: Spencer has now done a bad Bruce Springsteen impression, <laughs> impression followed by a bad Forrest Gump impression. We are two for two. <laughs> I mean,
0: Aaron, I, I have to say this because it, I, I, it's it, okay. Aaron says that I have a not good Boston accent, and I think that my Boston <laughs> accent is really oh god, good. Uh, oh god. So, like, I'm gonna let the people that are watching this judge. <laughs> uh, you'll it, please comment and tell me that my impression of Boston is good. Okay. Hey, I'm from Boston Go no. Red Sox No <laughs> Sam From Harvard
1: Cut the camera <laughs> Turn the mic off <laughs> Turn the mic he's, He always goes I'm Ben Affleck I'm Ben
0: Affleck <laughs> I'm from Harvard He's I
1: have from, Robert he's Williams from, in my movie He's from Harvard <laughs> He was born on the campus yes. I was born on the campus <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine your New Jersey accent
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I'm from Jersey. Uh, hey, Baba gool. Uh, Gabba over here. Uh, okay. Uh so uh <laughs> other thing about Springsteen, uh from 1969 to 1971, they played in a band called the Steel Mills, and there was other members of the East Street Band in there, uh including Steven Van Zandt. Mm. Another uh, another New Jerseyan? Yes. Known from The Sopranos? Well, yes. Yes, yeah, Sopranos and the East Street Band, and the East Street Band, and the East Street Band. I would say more so from the Sopranos. Yes,
1: I'd say in in the mo- more recent years,
0: more recent years for sure. to The Sopranos, and he and he's
1: had a massive influence on the Springsteen sound. Like yeah. I mentioned earlier, he told him to lighten up, but even on like Born to Run, he wrote the whole saxophone bit. Um, you know, he's.
0: He's done a lot for
1: the Springsteen sound. So he's been massively influential as as well as Bruce um, when when writing the songs together. So
0: and I think that he's like he's one of those people who's like a really good artist. Mm -hmm. Like he's a there's there's I think people who are really good at their craft. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's really good musicians, really good actors, really good comedians, whatever. But he's a really good artist. Cause he's, he, he's an all arounder. He's man. an all arounder. He,
1: he certainly is like he's great on television. He's a great musician. You know, he's a great speaker. Like he's a super talented dude. Um, They just happened to pair up with with Bruce Springsteen and they made like wicked music together. You know, like sometimes you think of the, the, the weird coincidence in life they fact they happen to meet and like. You know, they clicked like that and made great music together. so
0: Which is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's really cool how, like, little things happen like that. But this Steel Mills band, they toured around all across uh America. Mm. They they were not, he was no longer just a Jersey boy at that point. No. He was in California. He was nice. in Nebraska. Nice. He was in Nevada. Arizona. Keep going. North Carolina. Yeah. North Dakota.
1: Yeah. South Dakota. Yeah.
0: Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin, (laughs) yes. Montana, yes. That is a state. Texas, (laughs) yes. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yeah. Kansas, Kansas, Massachusetts. (laughs) Can you say that again? (laughs) Massachusetts,
1: yes. (laughs) The great state of massive two tits. (laughs) 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 Yes, he did play massive two tits.
0: Massive two tits. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Connecticut.
1: Yes. Okay, you're done. Uh, (laughs) You got you got got through half of them. You're 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 allowed to stop. Anyways, what were you saying?
0: So, yeah, they, they toured around, and then uh, after that, so he was in there until 71, um, and then I don't know why he left that band, that I could not find anything about why that happened, mm. uh, but shortly after, uh, he did end up getting, like, uh, a pretty good record deal, uh, like, r- right around, like, 73, mm. and that's when he recorded Born to Run, yes. Um Then it was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band uh, from from that point forward. Um, One thing that I thought was a really cool quote, uh, John Landau said, I saw a rock and roll uh, future and its name is Bruce Springsteen. Mm. And that quote was used when they were marketing Born to Run. Nice. And it ended up helping sell a bunch of records.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, his early stuff, like he's not only has he written hits for himself, but he's written songs that have been covered that become massive hits, like Blinded by the Light. And that's, yeah, Manfred Mann Band. That's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Live really? from Ashbury Park. That's his, uh, off his first album. He's got oh, Blinded by the Light. Yeah. That's a Bruce Springsteen track.
0: That is a great song.
1: Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the original is completely different from Manfred Mann Band. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: That's so crazy. Because that is, that I can, uh, oh, God. No, I that's a mm.
1: and like he said like uh I forget the artist that sings it but Pink Cadillac is uh reject from Born to Run. It's a big 80s hit. I can't remember who sings it but uh yeah, it's a reject from uh, boor, uh born in the USA, sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, one of the reject songs they made he on the so album. I don't know.
0: <laughs> he's he's been reborn a few times. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's your phone, I oh, think. Oh god. Please stop. Um <clears throat> I I had to do that into the microphone just to be an asshole. Um, Okay, so, going to move on here. We got track lists. We got notable songs. Mm -hmm. Seven singles off of this album broke the top ten. Nice. Those songs were Born in the USA, I'm on Fire, Mm -hmm. Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, My Hometown, I'm Going Down, and Cover Me. Nice. And a lot of people do cover Bruce. (laughs)
1: You're terrible (laughs) (laughs) Obviously Going down the track list Couple bangers Um, Some of the other songs too Like there's one that Stood out to me That wasn't a massive hit And that's Downbound Train Mm. I was talking about that With you earlier Um, Really wicked song as well Um, One thing I noticed Across the entire songs, Especially the 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 hit singles The the music The drums are super snappy On this album Yeah They're loud Um, You hear the snare drum It's really really Like every song is Backed by loud drums
0: and they're very sharp,
1: very sharp, very sharp. Some serious synth going on as well, especially like in "Born in the USA." I'm on fire. Yeah, like
0: this album is not very bassy. No, it no. is very. It's 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 very pitchy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he played a lot with that. Like you can you can hear that in in so many of the songs. Like oh my god, "Dancing in the Dark" is literally a synth pop
1: yep. track. It is quintessential. Quis- quintessentially, you want to say that one again? Eighties <laughs> <'80s> synth pop. <laughs> Fucking using big words, Aaron. <laughs> you you dropped out of university. Use smaller words. Yeah,
0: I feel like we both need to use smaller it's words.
1: I, it's the ideal sound of the eighties.
0: It's uh, yeah, the the uh quintessential. Nice. Yeah, you, you nailed that. I nailed that one. Couldn't pronunciation. i <laughs> Couldn't say the state that Boston's in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, okay, so so talking about these songs, though, like uh, obviously prolific lyricist, mm-hmm. but
1: there are some bad <laughs> lyrics on this album. There's quite a few to walk through, and you read them nowadays, and you're like, oh, he really hid that in there, didn't he? Yeah, it, uh,
0: not even hid. No, it's just out there. It's just out there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, like like if if you're like, okay, born in the USA. Uh, Obviously You can't say Go kill the yellow man now
1: No That's uh, not something you can say
0: (laughs) And I've seen people do this song at karaoke Mm -hmm. And really punch in that
1: Well like I wonder if they realize Like that's what's coming (laughs) in the song Like you don't really hear it When you listen to the song You're like Because you know He's got that raspy Rambly sort of of voice and you, You know You have to have a second listen Or actually see the lyrics To be like Oh yeah They're sending me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. Yeah. Like he really does say that. Um yeah.
0: He really I and mean, he hits that home. He and, hits that hard. and
1: even in I'm on fire. It's, oh
0: god, I'm on fire. If, you were, re- if you were to if you were to read
1: the lyrics, "Hey little
0: girl, is your daddy home? Is he going leave you all alone." It's it's a transcript <laughs> from a To Catch a Predator. Desire. It's like, you know when Chris Chris Hansen <laughs> reads the transcript
1: to the to the pedos and they're like <laughs> Oh I didn't say that That's exactly what's happening I'm on fire I got a bad desire Do you Bruce? Do you? Do you have a bad desire? Because that's what Basically that's what I think of When I hear
0: the song now It's like yeah It's like a transcript From Catch a Predator It's so creepy It is creepy it's and he's really creepy And he says
1: baby girl a lot
0: The other thing That I think is creepy about it Is It's literally It's not just That it's little girl it's little girl followed by daddy. Mm. You know what? <laughs> you're you're right. Those, when you when you put those together,
1: you know, like daddy separately. If you're into that, you're into that. Yeah, but like the little girl piece followed
0: by the daddy, followed by the daddy piece.
1: There's some there's some kink things going there's on. There's some Bruce, really. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen un- on this one.
0: I think that Bruce Springsteen, the union he's in, is Nambla. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He, uh, <laughs> other than that, his his other lyrics. Um, hey, little girl, is your
0: daddy home? If he ain't, I'ma give you my old bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take you higher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I'm on fire because he knows he's gonna go to hell because he's Catholic. It could, it could be that you know, he's dealing with. Cl- <laughs>
1: he also talks about having a wet dream in that song, which <laughs> I really find funny. Like he's singing like this, like you know, he's like you know, wake up with my bed soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head. Like he's definitely, he's definitely having a wet dream, uh, <laughs> or or he's a bad sweater. Like he doesn't, like he, he has enough money to afford ACs. So so, I feel like it has to be a wet dream. Like <laughs> he, he definitely can have air conditioning in his
0: house. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. Okay. It,
1: okay. On Genius, like, the lyric page, it actually says he could be referring to having a wet dream.
0: Wait, seriously? Yes. Yeah, That's on Genius. It's
1: on Genius. Yeah. Fuck,
0: well, they're pretty smart, so...
1: And we were saying he wasn't metaphorical. <laughs> we're like, oh, he really hits the nail on the head.
0: <laughs> and it's like no. It's like his only meta- <laughs> metaphors are about fucking wet dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point because mm. everything else is very, very fucking just to the point. Yeah,
1: I work at the dock. You know, I went to the store, lost my job. I like my girlfriend. <laughs> like it's, no, it's like it's, all very like.
0: I work at the dock. Now suck my cock. <laughs> mm, you're really into that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Vito in The Soprano. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a little Vito reference, a little Soprano reference for you. Which is
0: appropriate for the episode. Yes. They also reference Springsteen a lot in that show. Mm-hmm. They uh, Oftentimes it is Stephen Van Sant's character mm-hmm. that, that, because he's a huge Springsteen fan in the well, show. Well, New Jersey, it makes sense. It does make sense in Jersey. Other notable tracks. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: hometown we sang a bit of that earlier glory Uh, days glory days also a really good track
0: that actually is a really good song and i appreciate it more than i'm older because it makes me realize how lucky i am to have not stayed in my small town yep oh my god Mm -hmm. oh man i've I've been seeing a lot of people having kids in my Mm. hometown oof (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're not into children
0: like Bruce is? No <laughs> uh,
1: But uh, yeah there's certain Like that song is When I hear it on the radio Like I, I don't I can't say I seek out To listen to Glory Days But when I hear it on the radio It's always a pleasant surprise Yeah if it um, comes on
0: my playlist I'm yeah. like great This is awesome Not yeah. at the gym No No but like if I'm If I'm like you know Biking somewhere
1: Yeah we talked Dancing in the dark Dancing uh, in the dark
0: I think that's probably My favorite song on the album Nice but that's also because like i really like that I, I like that synthy sound. Mm. I like that 80s synthy sound. I know
1: you do. Yeah, yeah. and it's something I enjoy as well. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite one on the album, mm-hmm. but it's up there. I do, as much as we were criticizing I'm on fire. I love that song. I,
0: it's a good song. <laughs> I
1: absolutely love that song. It's also a tight, like two minutes and 30 seconds, which not a lot of his songs are, no. are like that. It's a very short song, um, and it you know really punches
0: in, in with, with the opening lyrics. It really comes for you. <laughs> Oh, that was terrifying. We lost a can. Yeah. We lost a can. Yeah. homeless gal. Pick it up. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll cut that part out, probably. Mm. We're not. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So we're going to go into the next part of this, uh, which is the reception. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, Critical Success. Yes. His most successful album. Smash Hit. Smash Hit. Bigger than Smash Mouth. It was bigger than Smash
1: Mouth.
0: <laughs> I would also agree with that statement. Didn't you go and see Smash Mouth? I never saw Smash Mouth, oh, no. Sam Sam the Tech Man saw Smash <laughs> Sam Mouth. Sam the Tech Man saw Smash Because that was when it was a meme again, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good Everybody,
1: meme. Everybody, like, I say 90% of the audience was there for All Star. What's the other one they have, too? I forget the other song they have. That was also. Uh, yeah.
0: Don't Stop Running and They Don't Stop Running and They Don't Stop Running and They yeah, Don't that's, that's All Star. Right. I thought that was Running. Oh, <laughs> it might be running. <laughs> like I said, I don't know a lot about that. I don't know uh, a lot about Smash Mouth either. I, don't I really running. don't want to cover them on this podcast. Well, I will fair say, enough, we
1: will not be we- touching Smash Mouth.
0: Uh, okay, Sam is giving us the look that we should do Smash Mouth at some point. Do you
1: have a vinyl of Smash Mouth? You're not telling us about Sam. Uh, <laughs> he's got all of their fucking EPs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ooh,
0: oh, and that has Smash Mouth on it.
1: I prefer a Shrek Two soundtrack.
0: I need a hero. Won't you take
1: me to? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, Yeah, we can it. Won't you take me
0: to? Fuck it. God, I, I it's good that I can't sing.
1: I would absolutely fuck handsome Shrek. No
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah no.
1: I'm not even gay, but like handsome Shrek man with that jawline. <laughs> Dude,
0: I'm I'm by I, I can confidently say that handsome Shrek was one of the things that made me He'd clap your cheeks, I think. Th- he would. Shrek yeah. is love, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Trent is love. <laughs> um, okay, so so uh, back to Springsteen though. Yes, critical <laughs> success, commercial success, most popular album. Um, yeah, it was him transitioning into more pop, mm. as you wrote down. Yes, and uh, I agree with that. Uh, well, like I said,
1: his, his his sound was shifting, and it was also the the start of MTV was around that time, mm. and his music videos, you know his. He was really cementing his character and brand um, around that time. Um, like, you know, he was always known as the working class guy, this and that, but all of his music videos are, like, around those themes. You know, he... Ironic. S- he sings about that stuff all the time. <laughs> like, nowadays, you know, re- well, recently, the the whole Springsteen thing with his his concert tickets, like... He's charging like ridiculous amounts of money to, you know, to regular people, to working class people to see him in concert, in concert, which, you know, is almost opposite of
0: what you would think he would do. You know, it's funny. Hall and Oates never saying about being working class. Nope. But you know what? Uh, you know how much I paid to go sit uh, fourth row to see Hall and Oates? How much? $14. Nice. That's pretty good. It was great. <laughs> but they're also like
1: 95
0: years old. So <laughs> is he. Fuck. Okay. I will say this. Hollow Notes, best concert I've ever been to. Nice, nice. I could, I like Hollow Notes,
1: not as much as Spencer likes Hollow
0: Notes. I love Hollow Notes. Abandoned Lunchy Net is my favorite album of all time. I don't know when we will review that album. I feel like our favorite ones we got to save until we got people listening. That's fair because I want more people to listen to Abandoned Lunchy Net. Fair enough. Yeah. Well,
1: born in the USA. (laughs) (laughs) Hollow <laughs> notes. Uh, back to Sp- Springsteen. Okay, so back
0: to Springsteen, though. Going off of what you said uh, about it being, you know, like a shift in, in his tone and everything, uh, The Rolling Stone gave it five out of five stars, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. And Dave Marsh called it Springsteen's most accessible album to listen to since Born to Run, Yeah, which was almost ten years earlier at that point.
1: Which is kind of what we were saying, like the middle chunk of his albums were not the same sort of sound Mm -hmm. they were not as radio friendly you know they were not what we think of springsteen you you know when you think of his hits it's not those middle albums from the late 70s you know early 80s it's you know born to run It's you know all the born in the usa singles that's the that's the the main springsteen stuff i think about at least me personally
0: oh yeah no I, i i totally agree i i think like it's it's weird because I think Atlantic City is maybe my favorite Springsteen song of all mm. time because it's so fucking dark. Yeah. Like you listen to that song and you're like, "Oh, this is bleak. This is not <laughs> Have you seen Atlantic City?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like shitty Vegas and Reno is shitty Vegas so it's like shitty Reno. It's, it's like, like it's <laughs> like shitty Niagara Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls is, it's the American side of Niagara Falls. <laughs> well, actually, the Canadian side is not that great either, to be fair. It's no. like do you want to go to a Ripley's Believe it or not? <laughs> no, not really. It's not like
0: 2001. <laughs> ah! Oh fuck me. It's so true though like uh, you know like it, 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 it was accessible. It, there's a reason it stood out. For so long now, um, and okay, so by 1995, it had sold 15 million copies. It was certified platinum 15 times, mm-hmm. which is fucking insane. Is Diamond 10 million copies sold? Uh, I think Diamonds 10 million sold. I I don't know. I know Gold is a hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, I think Diamonds 500 thousand. I think because Platinum's a million. Is it? I, yeah. think, I think, yeah, I'll have to look into it, but I think diamond might be, there's one that's 10 million. There's also a difference though, between, uh, the RIAA and like the other ones in other countries. Mm. So like he might be, he might be like quadruple fucking bronze in one country. And you, that's like, you
1: pull that up, Jamie, you pull that up, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam, Sam, the tech man. Yeah. You pull that up, Jamie. You
0: want to, you want to pull that up for us?
1: Uh, gorillas fighting monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> if we're do- eating elk meat. Yeah, um, if we're doing a approach, can you show me that video of gorillas fighting monkeys and then a lion comes in eating an elk? You know,
0: I really thought, though, that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, God, no, no, we gotta do that for next time. Um, okay, no, we wanted to know, uh, what the album certifications were. Uh, just so that we know, um... Uh, yeah. Okay. So iconic album art, Annie uh, Lebowitz Bruce cooked up.
1: Oh, yeah. So the, yeah.
0: that's the album. art <laughs> I, I
1: feel like I was writing half ass sentences. Caked Annie, Annie Leibovitz took okay, the photo. No, you know
0: what this says? Iconic album art, Annie Lebowitz Bruce caked up.
1: Oh, caked up on the yeah, he's caked up like his ass cheeks. Oh, he's got cake. Yeah,
0: that's. (laughs) He he does have a nice dumper.
1: I am not uh, great at taking notes or writing sentences. Uh, But he was caked up. We talked about this a little bit earlier. But famous photo. Uh, Annie Leibovitz took the photo. Mm -hmm. It's almost as iconic as the. Well, I'd say it's as iconic as the music on the album. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, it's a very simple. concept literally like I don't know what it is with rock albums and jeans it's either a crotch with a zipper or now it's an ass cheek with a hat in it yeah like like there's something about that that screams rock and roll um
0: and and that is a really rock and roll one because he's got the the sleeveless shirt as well mm -hmm. uh his his jeans are all tattered
1: And then, like I said, there's like the stripes of the American flag in the Mm -hmm. background Um, is super iconic. Um, Like also, like when you think of Springsteen, you think of that, you think of that album cover, um, you know, every big artist has an iconic uh, of this time at least, had like one or two iconic album covers. Oh, and this yeah. is this is up there as one of the most of all time. Like, uh, you know, people recognize that album. I'd say you go anywhere in the world. Um, well, I, wouldn't, I won't go that far because there's some places that don't know Bruce Springsteen, I'm sure.
0: But I mean, I think everywhere knows Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it's sold pretty well around the world. I'm looking at these
1: certifications.
0: Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's sold. Okay, so, so uh, what is <clears> Diamond?
1: I'll give an example australia it says it's 14 times platinum with just under a million set units sold mm. and then the united states is 17 times platinum with 17 million sales mm. but then canada is diamond the only one that says diamond with one million sales
0: mm. Mm. okay so it is different in each country
1: yeah and they give the like what it's called in each country and what their certifications so I have both the certification and units. So I, I just seen here a diamond certification awarded to those works that have shifted at least 10 million equivalent copies between pure sales and streaming.
0: Oh shit! Okay. Are
1: reserved to the biggest and most successful albums and songs.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So you were you were correct. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> okay, and I was too. <laughs> I was I was correct that each country does it different. Yes. Yeah. But you were correct as well. So it's not—it's
1: not a competition, Spencer. No, it's not. A competition, you want to fucking arm wrestle right now? You want to wrestle, bro? No, I don't. Do you want a Greco-Roman wrestle? You'll kick my ass. You I know oil this. wrestle? I'll oil wrestle you right now, bro. <laughs> it's not a competition, but I'll fucking oil wrestle you.
0: Yeah, we gotta save that's that. That's for our only fans. Yeah, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. we gotta save that one. Um, okay, so so going back to going back to the album, let's talk a little bit about the culture at the time.
1: Yeah, we uh, Can
0: so the eighties. Known for being pretty fucking conservative, yep, and having a really bad recession, not as bad as the one that we're living through. Well,
1: it was it was certainly bust and boom because the late eighties there was quite a bit of a boom, mm-hmm. um, early eighties not Economics. so much. Late seventies, late seventies. Um, but the culture in the U.S. I mean, you wrote you wrote quite a bit about it. Go go in, buddy.
0: Yeah. So so I I think the biggest thing like why a lot of these tracks I think hit with so many Americans is because at the time. Reaganomics came into play, like, early 80s, right? Mm -hmm. And for those of you that don't know, Reaganomics is basically supply and demand culture, trickle-down economics. Reagan wanted to eliminate a bunch of corporate uh, taxes to boost uh, what they would be able to pay their employees. Obviously, as we all know, that's not how that ends up working. No. Guys at the top keep the most. They still underpay the people below. So in the first year of his presidency, their GDP... Uh, was much better than two years later in in '83. Uh, it it ended up becoming much worse than it was originally. Mm. Mm. So, economically, the country's in a fucking rough state, and so you have this guy that comes in and sings about like hard work and and uh, you know really really just like. In, in a way, there's a lot of, like, propaganda-esque things. In- well,
1: even – he sings about, you know, like,
0: losing his job. Yeah. Having to work, like, a shittier job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just –
0: Scraping by, making ends meet. And people relate to that because at mm -hmm. the time they're like, this is literally what I'm going through.
1: Well, I say people still relate to that. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody's got to work a job they don't like or, you know, if they even if they like their job, they're not making enough money. Yeah. You know, everything has gone up in cost. You know, life is not an easy thing and it's never been an easy thing for most people. But the times like back then and the times now um, seem to be slightly mirroring themselves. Like, you know, history does repeat itself quite a bit. Quite a bit. So I'm sure you could point out multiple points in the past 100 years where people felt the same sort of sentiments we feel now or felt in, you know, 1983, 1984, um, the same sort of things. So it's not an uncommon feeling, but not a lot of people sung about it. Not a lot of people, you know, put it into mainstream records. You yeah. know, I'm sure there was people singing about it, like, you know, the, your singer-songwriters, your folk singers, but not everybody was had a way of, you know, getting the message out to a large audience, and he that's it. like that seems to be his goal and he he hit he hit he it he hit it yeah and
0: and like and and what i meant by propaganda was like more so like it wasn't that it was like pro america in that regard right no. like it was like it was like it was what i think reagan w- would have considered propaganda 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 <laughs> against him you know yeah. um it's it, cuz it it like you said it hits on that on that feeling of uh, of loss and of like kind of Feeling worthless in a way, too. Uh, like, if, you, if you've had a great union job and then you fucking lose that thing, uh, then you ain't down at the docks. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing uh, Cold War. Yeah. Cold War is happening at that time. And it's uh, it's peak Cold War time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a very difficult time for a lot of people. Um, fun fact, though, the year before Born in the USA came out, uh, the US invaded Grenada. Mm. The small island of Grenada, yeah, in the Caribbean. Yep they they wanted to basically, well, they did. They created a coup, a military coup. Was there a dictatorship there? There was, uh, there was a dictatorship, and then they there was a revolution, and the U.S. wanted to help overthrow the current government mm. uh, and and have an election in place. They basically were doing what America did really good at, which was let's force people into our idea of democracy that's
1: the that's the, what they it seems to be a common theme as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: so so they went and tried to invade uh Grenada. They did. It was only like a it was a very short occupancy. Uh I looked at the 4 days. 4 days. Four days. Four days <laughs> literally 4 days. And uh I looked at the stats. 19 American soldiers died. Mm. 24 Cubans, uh 48 Grenadans. Mm. Uh, I think that's the term. I don't think it's the term. Right. Grenades. <laughs> grenades. 48 <laughs> yes. grenades. Nice. And uh, and two Russians were wounded nice. because Cuba and the Russians were helping the current in powers, and the U.S. was trying to help the— uh, uh...
1: Just just another proxy war, yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: basically another proxy yeah. war. So, But I can imagine that when that started, like when that first day of the invasion— This is right after Vietnam. Mm -hmm. This is uh, middle of the Cold War, and you're actually going by proxy against Russia and Cuba, who everyone in America was afraid of because of socialism. Uh, So I can imagine there was a lot of uh, 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 fear at that time, too. Yeah, well, I'd say, too, like, one thing
1: culturally, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but people had woken up, I'd say, a little more to what was actually going on, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what the wars were about, um, you know, what happened in Vietnam. Like, you know, that was the big turning point, I think, culturally in the U.S., where people actually... Open their eyes to you know why are we fighting these wars? Do we need to be involved? You know that was a big shift in mentality. And he like you said, he sings about it. He sings about you know the mistreatment of veterans and um, you know people coming back. Like it, what happened to the Vietnam veterans is just fucking terrible. Oh yeah, like they were treated like shit. They went over there not by choice. You know, and fight a war for God knows what.
0: Dude, uh, Lieutenant Dan lost his fucking legs. He did lose
1: his legs, and Bubba died, dude. But to be fair, Bubba didn't die. We never get Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Uh, <laughs> I ate a Bubba Gump one time. I did a Forrest Gump quiz. Too. It was it was fairly entertaining. It was not Times Square actually? I went to Bubba really? Gump. Yeah, Bubba Gump in Times Square. The food was absolutely dog shit. You know, they eat their burgers fucking raw in the U.S. They get rare oh, yeah. burgers. Yeah. yeah, you have to
0: you have to ask them for like medium. It's a good it way to
1: get right. worms. Yeah. 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 I was like checking my poop for worms for a couple weeks after. I was nervous.
0: I, I, uh, so I did, I did comedy <laughs> with some Americans, uh, 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 earlier this year and they stopped at Peter's, uh, Oof. on the way from Edmonton to, uh, Calgary.
1: They asked for rare burgers.
0: Uh, nope. They, they got their burgers. They didn't ask for anything specific. And then, uh, when they got them, they were bitching about it and they were like, Oh, that burger never saw a day of pink in its life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you don't get sick, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now we're getting to the part of the show where we're going over some fun facts and some criticisms we've kind of went over our criticisms so i kind of feel like
1: we could probably we could probably we can skip those yeah.
0: so let's just do our fun facts uh do you want to start off with your fun facts
1: yeah well i think i had written down that you know i wrote about how he wrote like close to 70 80 tracks mm. for this album so imagine how many hit the cutting floor like it's uh, pretty incredible that all these tracks are that like, he wrote all these tracks for the album and he was so picky and choosy about what goes on the album, um, you know, like I said, a bunch of other ones after his cuts were became hits. So it's like you know <laughs> he like he's really good at writing songs.
0: And what else did I say here? Is that all I said? Uh, no, you said that uh, uh, "Cover Me" was originally a disco tune. It is, yeah, yeah for That's uh, crazy. Donna
1: Donna Summers. That's a, a disco track. It was originally written for her.
0: It's <laughs> a disco track. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I won't lie. I actually. Really hated that song
1: Yeah I'm not That's one of my Least
0: favorite ones Yeah And what's the other one Highway uh, 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 Darlington County Is a bad Darlington one Darlington County And then Going somewhere. into Darlington County <laughs> Leaving old New York City Behind Work, Working on the highway
1: Is the other one uh, Oh yeah Not that crazy about. Yeah um, but m- like most of the other tracks, there's, like I said, there's probably those three we just mentioned are, I mean, cover me was a hit though, but the three are kind of, um, a little
0: bit of the stinkers. Yeah. Uh, I-, I personally feel. It. Yeah. The album kind of takes a dip in the middle and then comes back. up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the last, the closing tracks are pretty wicked, but oh, yeah. yeah. And then like
0: I'm on fire is just like splotted in the middle of a couple <laughs> stinkers.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, it's splotted in the middle. Just like his wet dreams. <laughs> Okay, okay, <laughs> I had nothing. I was trying. I know okay. you were. Uh, I know you were
1: giving it your best go.
0: Oh God, you know what? as uh, my ninth grade teacher told my parents he's doing the best he can with the gifts God gave him. <laughs>
1: which isn't many? <laughs> uh, very
0: many. Uh, so my my fun fact that I found. Uh, born in the USA was the very first album to be manufactured on a CD in the US. Oh that's interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine buying a CD player just so that you could listen to Springsteen?
1: No, but I can't imagine buying a CD player anymore. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time getting in that headspace.
0: I might have to do some more acting exercises to really feel that role. You got to open, uh, open up your chest a bit yeah. Grab yourself.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Do, do, a, do a, a vowel tree. I
1: need to go dancing with some leaves here to get centered.
0: <laughs> uh, acting school. Um, all right, so we're going to do a review of the album here. Now, we are reviewing the album. This is how we're going to wrap up the podcast. We're reviewing the album on technical element, mm. musical element, lyrics, reception, album art, and does it hold up. Okay. And we're going to give it a score out of ten after we go through each of these, okay?
1: Can we make, like, an interesting scoring system? Something to do with Springsteen? So, like, mm. like out of ten little girls are your daddy home.
0: <laughs> how ah. many are, like, how out many many of ten union girls- jobs on the dock, out of ten... Wait. How old is the little girl? Uh, well, for Scale Springsteen... Scale of one to ten. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> anyway, Springsteen.
1: Well, something out of Spring... We have to do something Springsteen-related yeah. for our uh, rating system.
0: Uh, uh, how many Steven Vance stands? <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll do. We'll do out of ten saxophones. How many saxophones <laughs> Is, what, do we rate this? Okay. Do we rate this album? So,
0: so technical element. Let's just let's just quick recap before we go. Yeah. So I, technical element. I mean, it's tight. It's tight. The
1: recordings are good. I like, too, that there's kind of like a raw element to the recordings. You can mm-hmm. hear him go, you know, one, two, three. You hear him do his woo's two in between the songs. Like, it's all live recorded. Like, so it feels like a live performance. You feel the energy. And it's so mixed like, very well. Mixed very well. It's balanced. So I say technically I think it's cool how they recorded it. I yeah. like um, – I, I give it maybe like – I mean, I can't get too picky on the technical stuff. Not an expert, but I'll go eight saxophones out of ten saxophones.
0: As somebody who is also not an expert, I will, I will give it, uh, I will give it seven saxophones out of ten saxophones. Uh, for musical element, though, mm. uh, I like how there's so many different styles that are coming together, and somehow he did it in a way that wasn't obnoxious for the most part. But I would give it seven saxophones because there are some. There are some tracks that uh, could use less synth.
1: Yeah, I'll go eight point 9, saxophone. nine saxophones. Just because I I love the synth and I do like the, the entire sound of the album. Even the songs I don't like, they they scream Springsteen and he stayed true to himself. So I'll give I'll give him eight point nine mm. saxophones out of ten saxophones on mm. that. Eight point nine saxophones.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, lyrics. Um, well, I gotta give it like a a five, I think (laughs) Um, Of
1: course there's, uh, I mean, iconic songs, uh, iconic lyrics But uh, just for some of the ones we had a good laugh at um, you know, there's some stuff that does not hold up. So I'll give it a
0: five. Yeah, I'd also give it a five. I think that there's there's uh, a lot of repetition that doesn't need to be there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of creepy shit that not hold A couple hold of songs, up. too, like the chorus is like,
1: sha-la-la-la-la, like... Sha-la-la-la-la! Like a little bit of simplicity and, like, you know, he does pack a lot of words, like we said earlier, but sometimes the chorus... I can't remember what song it is.
0: The chorus is a little, little lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just not as it's just not as good. Yeah. Um okay, so album art, I'm giving that one a solid ten saxophones.
1: I can agree with that.
0: Yeah, that is fucking phenomenal. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Uh and then does it hold up? I'd say so. Um
1: like I wouldn't say completely, like for some of the points we did point out, but I think music wise, like uh, you turn on any um, you know rock radio station, mm. classic rock or pop radio station, and you listen to it for like eight hours in a day, you're bound to hear at least two songs off this album played. Um, it's constantly in rotation. I'd say, you know, the singles certainly hold up. Um, so I'd say overall, yeah, it holds up uh, really well.
0: Random question. How much money do you think he makes per day just from radio and streaming?
1: I don't know It's tough to say Has he sold his discography? I'm curious if he has not I'd have to Something i have to look into But I'm sure he makes I don't know the payout system You would know more than I do But I'm sure I'm sure he makes Absolute bank man I
0: would be I would not be surprised If he made a couple million a day Yeah If he went with like All of the radio stations That play probably Two or three songs of his a day I'd say he's making Some serious cash What's his net worth?
1: 4 mil- million a month. 4 million Holy a shit. month.
0: Okay, that's still good. I mean, that's better than I'm doing, so I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's making more money than I am. Yeah, dude, he's
0: Bruce fucking Springsteen.
1: <laughs> no shit. Yeah, as we're
0: recording a podcast in my living room of no, my fucking studio. No shit, apartment. he's
1: making more money than us, yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Okay, so so out of ten, I think overall, based on our thing, that's seven and a half out of
1: ten. Yeah, I'd say it's a seven and a half. Um yeah, we'll we'll have to be uh, you know. Consistent now With this sort of Rating scale yeah. Cause like it's uh, Cause it's
0: we're We're setting it We're setting the bar Really fucking high Yeah Like, like a seven and a, seven and a half like,
1: We'll be we have to be The Anthony Fantano Rating scale Limited tens <laughs> <laughs> Limited tens But uh, When we get to Kanye All tens All tens <laughs> All tens All tens for yay yay Except Jesus is king Except Jesus is king Yeah I no. mean I
0: don't know Don does a pretty Bop
1: Did you say Like a Like what do you mean Good thing or bad You, you put it Your hands were in the middle I
0: this this was a high
1: bar. Oh, okay. Well, high bars for me are like, you know, <laughs> you have to put a little effort into it. That was like I, pretty mid.
0: I don't know. I can't reach that much, man. It was like
1: high for Gary Coleman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, it was pretty low though on your career scale. So seven and a half for Bruce.
0: Seven and a half for Bruce. Um, this has been fun, man. Yeah, this has been, been great. great. Uh yeah. thank you so much for everybody for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please like it on whatever app you're listening to follow us hit that notification bell so that you get updated when we have a new episode uh if you want to follow our our social media it's misfits on vinyl pod on instagram Mm -hmm. and uh yeah thank you so much and we'll see you next week